This is Black Death. And this is Slam. And you're listening to 30 and 60 uh, Over 30 Clan podcast. Happy I'm eating tacos. <laughs> I'm eating tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. This is uh, episode three. Uh, definitely overdue. We've been uh, busy, to say the least. With yeah. We tried to get uh, get it out before Christmas, but that uh, we couldn't get our schedules to work. And then with Christmas and family and all that jazz and guests bailing out left and right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> so, well, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see, a few things that we're going to try and discuss today. As per usual, the state of the clan, GTA 5 news, I guess there's not a whole lot there. Uh, maybe discuss what we'd like to see more or less of in video games. Uh, An important one that I definitely want to talk about today was the new console, this time on the Xbox side. Last episode we talked a little bit about the the dev boxes that are out for the PlayStation 4, and now we'll touch base a little bit with some of the rumors we've heard for the new Xbox. And then we can talk about our Christmas noob experience. Then I'll probably go over... Assassin's Creed 3 a little bit. And if we have time... Oh, that's right. Hardware review. Hard, uh, you wanted to discuss the Cronus, and I'll talk about uh, the in-a-loop rechargeable batteries and lacrosse battery charger. So, yeah. Alright. Let's get started here. State of the Clan. These numbers are a little old, because I did this back in December, when we were hopefully trying to record the show. (laughs) (laughs) Probably way askew now. Yeah, there's a lot more. Well, yeah, a lot more. There's, uh, as of December, there were 32 new Xbox applicants and 23 PlayStation 3. And of course, the big news today was uh, sort of a a mini mass exodus, I guess. Oh, they're dropping like flies. Yeah. For anybody who hasn't been in the clan for very long. You know, Slam and I have been here over a year now, right? Yep. Yeah, so it, this sort of goes in waves, unfortunately. It's very cyclical, I guess. <laughs> you know, we we get big, and then all of a sudden some people leave, and then it peaks and booms, so to speak. But uh, there were about a, a dozen guys that decided to... They just were looking for something different. And, you know, that's perfectly fine. I understand that. Everybody has different needs when it comes to what they're looking for, you know, in a gaming community or a clan or whatever. So, you know, we wish those guys the, the best of luck. And yep. I think for the most part, they're all still going to be available, you know, to play with. So it's not like a big butt-hurt scenario. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've seen a lot worse in the past. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> So, so for the FNGs, you know, don't get too scared. This happens a little bit. You know, uh, we we talked a little bit last show about how big the clan is, and you know, there's a lot of tribulations to being so big, and that is, you know, the people that like that small homey feel, they, they sort of feel left out now when we get real big, and then there are people the opposite that like a big community especially if you don't have a like a dedicated gaming schedule like you and i are pretty much 
on a schedule when we can game, but some people aren't. And so then it comes in handy when you have this big, diverse group, you know, because you could play with West Coasters or East Coasters or even people across the pond there. Yeah. So. Yeah. uh, Let's see here. GTA 5. They still have not... Well, I haven't checked because these notes were from a couple weeks ago, but they have not released... Uh, a release date yet, or haven't mentioned a release date. They that could be, not be true now. I'm not sure, but but <clears throat> they are accepting pre-orders, and the TBD is spring, so within the next three to four months. Uh, is that the, is that Rockstar again? Yeah. Are they still doing that? Yep. They've always been notorious for giving ballpark release dates. I think <laughs> spring-ish. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what happens, especially with uh, small studios, well, Rockstar isn't that small, but there are much larger ones out there, you know, like Activision and EA. But yeah. when these small guys get bought up, or if someone takes an interest in them financially, then of course priorities change real quick. <laughs> right. So, you know, even though gaming's been around forever, there's still a lot of politics in it, I'm sure. Did you ever read that interview with those two guys that left Activision for the, the, the Call of Duty oh, guys? No, I never did. I, I heard rumors about that whole story, but, uh, yeah. Uh, if you guys get a chance, that was probably four issues ago in Game Informer. It's probably online, too. Mm -hmm. That is a terrific article because uh, a lot of stigma in big companies, not just gaming studios, you know, is that there's a huge disconnect between what upper level and management thinks and the people that actually get the work done. And I tell you, granted, we're only hearing their side of things, but I've seen it myself in the IT industry, so I'm sure it's not (laughs) <laughs> all fibs and tales. Yeah. I'm sure some of it's true. <laughs> so that's a little unfortunate that things like that happen, but yeah. it does. Let's see, more or less things in a video game. Now, granted, you're sort of a one-trick pony there. <laughs> Stick to Call of Duty, <laughs> but we can start with Call of Duty. You know, in these last three games that I've been playing you've played a couple of modern warfares before this you know what would you like to see more or less of in the next call of duty game for you um i like how um pc is starting to go about things where these games are starting to be um free to play like like with steam oh yeah um, you can go down download these games and you play and then where they get their money is is when you go to do their upgrades or download maps and stuff like that. You you know you pay for pay for maps, pay for whatever guns or or whatever. I think that's um I think that's kind of a, a cool way of of doing it rather than you know the casual gamer who wants to have the maps and ends up dropping what sixty dollars on the game and. $50 on DLC, and they play, you know, <laughs> once in a blue moon. That's true. That the, that would be very helpful for that demo. I sort of see the dark lining of that silver cloud. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw this with Planetside, because I mentioned Planetside before. It's a huge, mm-hmm. massive 
multiplayer first-person shooter on PC, exclusive to PC. Yep. And Sony backed that, and it was free to play. But then they have like micro transactions, which is you know a lot of games do this. Almost every game for your phone or tablet has this now. It's free to play, but if you want something extra, you know you pay for it. And right. the downside to that model is there are a select few, and I think you may see it more in the PC side than the console side because PC gaming. A lot of guys who are PC gamers are also like to build their own rigs, and it's a pretty pricey hobby. So they got money to spend. I mean, that's no lie. And right. so you get this like elitist group that you would see more in that model than the standard pay once for the game type deal, because then you have guys that don't care if they blow a hundred, two hundred, five hundred bucks, and then they yeah. got everything unlocked, all this king shit that you'll never get unless you you pay that and so it's a little unfortunate and it really skews the playing field in that regard i i like it in the terms of you get to play the game and try it out before you throw down the money because right. we know in this day and age when you buy any game pc or console you're pretty much stuck with it after the fact and you get it's like a car <laughs> as soon as you walk out or with it, it it's, it's yours it's depreciating <laughs> yeah no shit <laughs> there were yeah there were some rumors to expand on that a little bit there were rumors about it was steam right steam yep to really yep. their own console sort of like a hybrid pc console yeah and, that's not rumors that's coming out right well and then that got shot down and they were saying, no, no, we're not going to do it now. And now with all the PlayStation 4 and Xbox, new Xbox talk, they came back out and said, we are doing it. And, yep. and <clears throat> excuse me, I think I think it's good because competition will help drive price down, hopefully. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the only thing, and I'm sure I'm a minority when I talk about this, <laughs> the only thing I don't like about the Steam box, and this is basically just sort of a console hybrid PC where all your content would be digital. There are no disc games, so they save money on not having to release games on disc and you know artwork and all that. Mm-hmm. And if you are a PC guy, you know that you can download the Steam client. For PC, you already have it. And then basically you just browse all these games, old and new, uh, that they've put in the Steam network, and you can pay you know, usually a discounted rate since they don't have to cut the discs and all that stuff. Right. And then you download it direct, and it's tied with your account. Uh, you know, if something ever happens to your PC or whatever, you just sign back into your account and you redownload the game. The problem mm-hmm. with that is <laughs> these games are huge, and so someone with, like, my shit-ass connection, it would oh, yeah. days <laughs> to download a game. <clears throat> right. Uh, but uh, but I do like the concept, and I think I, I think they're on the right track. But you know, this country is terrible with internet infrastructure in rural areas, so I think it's going to take a while to be super huge. But I definitely think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, there was some talk about like Microsoft trying this, or maybe even Sony. But the problem is. Uh, in the articles I read, they're talking about like still wanting to own the content. See, with Steam, once you buy it, you can always re-download it again. But mm-hmm. if you download a game on your Xbox, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, and the drive gets trashed, you don't get the game back. You can't re-download it. 
Ooh. <clears throat> um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if you can sign into Xbox Live online and um, and and if it keeps track of your history and if if uh, you're entitled to it. You know. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. You could contact you or I after listening to this to clarify that. But mm-hmm. I understand it. With any DLC, at least on Xbox, basically when you pay for it, you essentially download a token, an authentication token, which allows you to have the content. Mm-hmm. If the drive itself is trashed, <clears throat> then that token's gone, and I don't yeah. you'd be able to get it back if, without repaying for it. So, right, right. But that was the, the one downside on the consoles is they... They didn't have that uh, flexibility like like Steam does, right? <clears throat> but uh, so to talk about the Xbox, the new one, the 720. I think that's the unofficial name. I'm not really certain that Microsoft's going to go with that. Yeah. But uh, like the PlayStation, <clears throat> the dev boxes are out. I'm a little surprised that they're going with the same AMD processor that PlayStation was, because just because I thought maybe Microsoft would try to be different. So that they could, you know, just tout that fact, you know, to compare themselves to be different from PlayStation or Sony. Right. Yeah. But it is a good. I mean, it's a great uh, processor, a great platform. I mentioned that in the last episode. It's the best bang for the buck for sure. But I just it's doesn't have like something like uh what, like eight gig of of RAM or something like that. Is that right? The dev box does have eight. Now the PlayStation dev boxes, I think both shipped with eight and sixteen. So I don't know if there's uh-huh. a dead set standard they're going to come up with, or if they're going to be sort of like the Wii U and have like two variants. I'm not sure. Right, right. Hmm. I don't. Uh, I don't know what you saw or read about the new Xbox, but one thing, and this was funny because you and I talked about this before about what we'd like to see in the new console Mm -hmm. and we both agreed it would make it easier to record (laughs) that would be a nice addition yeah no kidding right and i heard that there are video and audio inputs and outputs on the new xbox oh really i heard that so that i it makes sense to me that they should go this direction especially since like Call of Duty, Activision, Treyarch are trying to do this with the whole casting mm-hmm. thing and the trying to make streaming and pushing video to YouTube and, and Twitch and that easier. If they would just do it on the console, then we wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And uh, so I'm a little reluctant now. You know, I wanted to redo my recording rig, and so I'm a little reluctant to because... I mean, In nine months, are you going to yeah, be replaced? It's anything? 10 to 12 months out, but... You know, I had planned on spending, you know, maybe two, three hundred dollars, because right now your Hophog uses uh, component cable, right? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah so they do make one that's HDMI, but my mine is is a component, yeah, signal. And I can mm-hmm. I can't see it that much in your videos, but in my videos, I notice it a lot that it's grainy, even though it's recorded at fifteen megabit per second or whatever. It's grainy. Mm-hmm. Like it, and so to switch to an HDMI setup, then it's like dominoes, man. You know, you fl- hit one over, and before you know it, you're spending three hundred bucks. Just yeah, no, sh- switch no it kidding, over. man. 
<clears throat> so I'm reluctant <laughs> to switch it now that if this new Xbox may have that feasibility in the future. So yeah. I'm, and oh, uh, a little side note on the recording thing. <clears throat> I know you did a video. <clears throat> excuse me. I was gonna re- I was gonna do one myself with the setup I got now because I think I finally worked all the kinks out of it. I got rid of that bad hum. That was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. It was terrible. It was a, a really bad high pitch hum I had in there, and uh, then I have to try and fix it. You know, in, in post editing, post production, and it was a pain in the ass because it you know diminished the sound quality of everything else because I'm trying to get this obnoxious sound. Right. And um, so one thing that I learned, I watched a a different video on YouTube, was before I was taking the audio feed out of the Xbox to the mixer, to the PVR, and then to the TV. Right. And that's when I was getting the bad hum. And so now what I did a little differently is I take the audio directly from the Xbox to the TV first. And then I use my TV out to go yeah. to the mixer, and now that got rid of the hum. Huh. The only downfall that, that is with my TV, you, it won't. It's on one of the other TV speakers or AV output. Oh right, yeah, you have to unplug it every time you want to. And so, <laughs> I mean, for me, it's not a big deal because I only use the TV mostly when I'm gaming, and that's with the headset. But when my son or somebody else wants to watch TV or play, they want the speakers on the TV. So now every time I got to go into the menu of the TV and change this shit. Right. <laughs> it's never easy, man. It's never easy. Uh, but <laughs> long story short, uh, we do have a lot of new guys and I think more and more people are sort of interested in doing their own thing. Like Nuke, Nuke is really, he's like obsessed with this hobby now. So that's good. And I think a couple other guys are uh, sort of following suit. So yeah, yeah. Do a, a video and, on the cheap, you know, my setup's pretty much on the cheap. Not like Slams, where he's he's got money to burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I don't think I have money to burn, but I burned a shitload of it when I bought stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of trial and error. If this didn't work, fuck it, we'll buy something else. <laughs> See if this works. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. With, with Xbox, it was definitely uh, a challenge. And, and when you go to YouTube, that's what bugs me. Is you go to YouTube and you're trying to to figure this out. Everybody's got a different way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's no real right or wrong way, but some ways just work better than others, depending on your scenario. You know, like if you don't yeah. have a, in my scenario, if you didn't have a TV with TV out, then I'd be stuck with this obnoxious hum constantly. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I used the ground loop isolator to try and get rid of it, then all of a sudden more weird shit was happening. I get all this feedback, even if my mic was muted, everybody talking would feedback over me somehow. So right. right. It's like black magic trying to get this to work. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this: going back to the uh, to the PlayStation Four and the and the Seven Twenty, um, given all the lag issues associated with uh, PlayStation and Call of Duty, and you know we're primarily a Call of Duty clan. Do you foresee? Uh, some of the PS guys coming over to Xbox when the new one comes out? That's a really good question. <clears throat> you know, we should... Uh, I'll post that on the forum, maybe, because I'd be interested to know. I, yeah. I th- we were talking about that last night. I, was, I actually played on PlayStation, and the lag was just 
ridiculously bad. <laughs> it's gotten worse, huh? Well, I, you know, I was I was playing with some guys, and they said, "Yeah, it's, it's really bad tonight." And uh, it was it was crazy. You'd be, you know, I would be have a, a three or four bar, and guys would just be skipping all over the place. You know, they just pop up out of nowhere. They wouldn't be there, and then all of a sudden they're there. And you know, if the more hectic it got, like you know, if you got into a gunfight and there's two or three people right there, it just started. You know, it, it seemed like it was missing every every fourth frame or something. It was just crazy. Oh, God. You know, I think yeah. maybe at this juncture, Sony's just given up. <laughs> they figure, you know, we got a new console coming out. We're not even going to address these yeah. performance issues. Well, you think it's a Sony thing, or you think it's a Treyarch thing? I think it's a Sony thing. I don't know. Maybe it's a both. It could be both. But it, we also, to spin off on this a little bit, <clears throat> when a New Year's... Eve, when you and I were playing CTF, we noticed that the game was playing absolutely amazing for you, right? And this is the first time ever, the first time ever I've seen four bars. Never ever in three (laughs) games have I seen three different Call of Duties have I seen four bars, and for some miraculous reason on New Year's Eve, playing CTF, we were getting four bars. And it was like when you watch these pros on YouTube, you know, they just point in a general direction and shoot, and the guy's dead. It was amazing. <laughs> right, right. It's Who so... was host that night, anyway? Do you remember? <clears throat> um, boy, I sure don't. <laughs> there was, I don't either. I was there was, there was a lot of alcohol consumed <laughs> that night, which was another amazing thing. Is yeah, our, really. Our blood alcohol level and how well we were doing. Man, we were cleaning house. <laughs> but uh, that made me wonder. You know, does the game type also have something to do with? the performance in Black Ops 2. Because if you're running... Well, let's just look at it this way. Some people have speculated from Modern Warfare 3 to Black Ops 2, in general, the performance has gotten worse because of the changes they made to theater and elite. Mm. And I can sort of see that because if on the back end, their systems have to record more data as to what's going on, so that you can include, you know, all these fancy cameras and stuff. So before it was, in, in Modern Warfare, you didn't have, like, dolly cam or anything, right? You had just, like, chase, first person, and free look, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. so it didn't have to keep all that data. It, it just kept your your position, everybody else's position, and, you know, uh, hit boxes and stuff like that. Right. But if you're including all this extra data that it needs to retain for theater purposes, which for the, like, uh, for instance, uh, I know a lot of people haven't messed with theater. I haven't messed with it much, but last night I did. I tried using uh, the feature that uh, lets you, what is it called? Uh, That just picks the highlights, the highlight reel. Oh, right, right. So I tried that on a a really good kill confirmed game I had. And, uh, it was so-so. It did an all right job, but the, uh, it it cut some things too short and set a couple things too long. But the thing that I really thought was cool about it was, let's say I'm running a gun in, I shoot somebody, which gives me a kill streak. For instance, the hunter killer. This one particular game, I had like five hunter killer kills, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so. When you go to throw it, it'll show the first person of you throwing it, and then it'll automatically switch the camera view 
to like overhead third person view to show it fly up and get the guy, which is pretty neat. But yeah, that's a that's lot cool. of extra data that it has to to uh, record yeah. and keep track of. And in CTF, it's not a lot, but you have two objectives instead of three, mm-hmm. you know, like in DOM. And it's an on-off type situation. You have the flag or you don't. It's not a like counter-based in DOM to right, capture right. it and let it sit. And so mm-hmm. I really wonder, so anybody out there that listens to this, I'd be interested to know, if you play a different game type other than DOM and Kill Confirmed, like, like a Search and Destroy or a CTF. Let's, let's use CTF because that seems to be one that people don't mind playing we, you and i have gotten more and more people interested in that <clears throat> and let me know you know ge- generally speaking do you see a better connection playing ctf in general than you do playing dom for me it was night and day it, yeah. i couldn't believe it and i don't know if it also there's less players you know if something on the back end they have different servers that handle that data for that game type versus dom yeah. You know, if it is, then by all means, if they're not taxed as heavily, you're going to see a performance difference. So I'm just curious. Yeah. I tell you, I, I keep saying, man, free and free for all, Modern Warfare 3, it was, it was a night and day difference. I'm going to be like Al Bundy for the next five years. I remember back in Modern Warfare 3 when I played free for all. <laughs> Peg. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so how was your Christmas Christmas noob session? I I didn't get to play. Um, right. mine was disappointing. I it, think on what in what regard? I think um, they weren't as bad as you thought they were, or you didn't get to play as much. <laughs> well, both. I didn't get to play as much, and I think they did a Treyarch did a good job of with their matchmaking, trying to match you up with people of your own caliber. You know, Even um, your new account or a different account. Um, I didn't. Yeah, they were both of my accounts are pretty much identical, except for one's like a third prestige and one's not quite a uh, is is not first prestige yet. But as far as my you know score per minute and KD, they're pretty much on par with each other. You know, I was a little pissed at first because I honestly feel that my score per minute is, isn't correct on Elite. And yeah. recently I found several games in the past couple weeks that in the summary screen on Elite showed one thing and in the leaderboard view showed a different, like significant. Like in the really? summary it would show like one cap, one defend, and, you know, 200 and something score per minute. And then in the leaderboard view I had like six caps and three defends. <laughs> and if you're talking a big difference. And oh, yeah. then I had a couple games that would show like 10,000 score per minute and have no rhyme or reason why. <laughs> right. Like zero caps, zero defends. And I went, you know, like 14 and six and somehow I have 10,000 score per minute. <laughs> and, and then, and then you know how it shows the, the red or blue arrow to show how that score per minute is in association with your average. Then it right. showed, it's like, Oh, you're up. 10. You're up 10 points from your average of 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so I guess in one way that works to my advantage if it's because it's low. Right. Because I started you running lower kill streaks to try and get the score up, but it just does not budge, man. It doesn't budge. 
I've had a lot of really good games lately. You know, 2,700 to 3,500 points a game, which I would, which pretty much averages your score per minute because your average mm-hmm. DOM game is almost 10 minutes. And uh, it's gone up like one point. <laughs> I <Yeah>. really don't <laughs> understand it. So I, I don't bother trying anymore. It is what it is. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would agree. The Christmas thing, I didn't get to play very much, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a free feeding frenzy. <laughs> yeah, I know. God, I remember when uh, the original Black Ops that Christmas, that was crazy. That was just ridiculous. And um, you know, I think that you're absolutely right. I think they did it on purpose because look how many times when you signed in, you got that message. That yeah. about you know take it easy on the Christmas noobs and right right <laughs> like, are you kidding me so yeah, <clears throat> yeah but I, I tell you what though we made up for it Christmas Eve I had a blast Christmas Eve that was so much fun I mean, New Year's Eve <laughs> yeah New Year's Eve <laughs> I drank a lot that night <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was uh I was about twelve shots into it oh Jesus and uh, what did you have. I was. Uh, we went to we went to the Japanese steakhouse. I had uh, three beers there, and we came home. And of course, my wife's pregnant, so she wasn't drinking. So I opened a bottle of red wine, and there's probably maybe one glass left in that bottle. So that's about three three and a half glasses of wine. And then I sat downstairs and played, and I must have had like five or six more beers. <laughs> oh wow. Funny story, you know, we're down. My my wife fell asleep on the couch. I'm down here playing, and uh, I saw I was getting close to midnight. I ran up, you know, I thought we ended that game, and I threw off my headset. I ran upstairs, and the countdown was at 26 seconds. <laughs> I'm like shaking my wife, wake up, balls dropping. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I know you disappeared there for a second, and of course that's when <laughs> we ruined our win streak. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we were into it higher than I thought. I thought we were only into it 10 or 11 games, and Nebo and said we were into it like 13 or 14. Oh, and, really? And I think it's 14. When I looked last night, I checked. I think we're at a 14-win streak for CTF. Huh. Have you played since? Yeah, I played with... Oh, I feel bad now for not remembering. I'm usually so wigged out, tired by the time I get on the play. <clears throat> you know, I pretty much forget everything. I did have some new new folks, I thought. Uh, Gun for Hire, maybe. And mm. I apologize. I can't remember who it was. But it was some new folks, and they were very receptive to the change. They were having a good time. Yeah. And uh, Missler was in there the one, ga- the one day, and Nick popped in there for a little bit, too. And Baller. Yeah. And, uh, again, we were just steamrolling people. Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's, you know, it's different. It's definitely a lot more communication. You got to be on top of where everybody is and where you're at and who's got the flag and all that. Yeah, it's great. You know, I used to play a lot of CTF in the first Black Ops. Really? I played it the, uh, what was it, to get the, what, 15 captures uh, to get your um, (laughs) uh, extreme conditioning? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, you were required to do it to to get some of the unlocks. Or was it that or was it Ghost? No, Ghost was. Uh, you had to you had to kill a sentry gun. Yeah, you had to kill equipment, and plus there was some throwbacks. You had throwbacks for flak jacket and shit like that. God, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. 
I guess to go back on the console real quick to wrap it up, <clears throat> what would you like to see in the new console? You mentioned uh, like replay. digital content. Yeah the, yeah, the replay or recording ability. Like some mm. sort of output would be nice. What about the... Uh, I think 720 needs to have a Blu-ray player, but I don't know if they'll do I heard that. it's going to. I heard it's going to. Really? Actually, you know what? I take that back. I I could care less about Blu-rays or DVDs. I don't buy that stuff. I think uh, if they were able to uh, somehow make it connect with your uh, your DirecTV, you know, with your PVR or something like that, that would be pretty sick. That would be kind of neat. Oops. <laughs> My God, you got a phone from like 1934? No, man, that's a Panasonic cordless phone there. <laughs> Hey, just be glad it's not on the pole. I don't have to go up on the pole to answer it. Oh, now now it's real bad. <laughs> Hang on. I'll just sing a song. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Did you ever know? Are you talking on the phone? I just picked it up to get it to stop ringing. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Karaoke with Slam. <laughs> You got one video out there, don't you? Karaoke. Uh, I don't know if I ever posted it or not. Uh-huh. I have. We um, back in our party days, we would uh, we had the game Lips, which is a karaoke game. We had the microphones and everything. I so wish that was a multiplayer game that you could battle against people. <laughs> I've that said I'd be... love to play Rock Band or something with people in the clan. I thought that would be kind of neat. Is that multiplayer? Yeah. Oh, is it? <laughs> So, but back on uh, the console, what about the controller? Oh, that was another question that um, um, came up last night when we were talking about it. Uh, I really hope that, um, you know, we invest all this money in scuff controllers that they would be compatible. And I'm I'm willing to bet they're not going to be. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, the technology is solid. The, mm-hmm. the wireless uh, communication and the controller is solid. However, if they create some new one, then that's a bunch of money they get to make on selling new controllers versus yep. all the old ones. <laughs> yep. I mean, all they got to do is add uh, a couple more buttons or move them or who knows, you know? Yeah, the, um, yeah, we'll see. But if they do make new ones, then I guess all those people out there that customized controllers can make money too by customizing the yeah. ones <clears throat> uh, it would be pretty neat if they uh, if it would be a huge hindrance to scuff if they actually made a controller with paddles on the back oh god yeah wouldn't it though yeah I mean that would be a really smart move for Microsoft I mean it would <laughs> it would put a big hurt on them yeah no shit uh, something I'd like to see is uh, because you know a lot of guys use control freaks is simply right. just make the stick adjustable, make it threaded so you can adjust the height of the stick. Yeah, that yeah, would be neat. that'd be cool. You know, they do have it out there. You can change it yourself, but uh, it would be neat if they included it because then, you know, I guess Microsoft in general could make more money if they would just sell accessories like that, like different triggers or right. controllers with the paddles on the back or whatever. Uh, so what do you think the cost will be? I bet you... Reckless speculation. (laughs) I'm going to say $3.99. That's what I was going to say. I'll say they're going to try and come in at $3.99. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think when PlayStation 3 was released, <laughs> that was a joke. Even in a good economy, I wouldn't pay that much for a oh, What was it? It was ridiculous. It was like, like $5.99. It's like $5.99, yeah. That's when Blu-ray players were pretty new still, but, I mean, you're talking about PC price then, at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope it's not more than $3.99. How about, I wonder if they'll make changes to Xbox Live. Like, one thing I'd like to see is more than eight people on a party. I don't know why there's that limitations there. Of how many? Of eight in a party, because then you can't even play Ground War, because oh, yeah, party in Ground War, and the right. live chat only allows eight. That's right. Yeah. I'd like to see, I don't know, how old is your Xbox? Uh, I got a replacement one, probably, uh, about, it's less than a year old. Okay, Do you, did you notice at any point between your old and a new one, the speed of the menus when you are hitting the Xbox button and stuff like that? I'm trying to think here. Oh. Uh, I think it was. I think it was slower to load up the old white one. I don't but think just I, I the menus. You don't see a difference. I don't think so. Okay. I don't really remember. Uh, I don't know if it's just mine or what, but it seems dog ass slow. Like really? I hit the Xbox button and I'm like trying to switch between game or party chat or something. All those menus are slow. Oh yes, mine's yeah, definitely it's slow. Okay. Yeah, or like when you go to read a message or accept a game invite, it's like you hit the button and you wait for the yeah screen exactly. to pop up. Yeah. Okay, so it's not just me then. No, no, no. So I'd like yeah, to see no, that a little more seamless. You know, that was uh, a big pet peeve of mine uh, in games too. Like uh, I get to this Assassin's Creed Three review. That was a big pet peeve. His uh, in-game menus, man, that drive me crazy when they're slow. It's such a distraction from the flow of the game. You know what sucks is when you're in the middle of a game and you accidentally hit that Xbox Xbox (laughs) button. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah, you're (laughs) fucked for sure. (laughs) All right, so let me talk about Assassin's Creed 3 here real quick. Uh, I, I know you're the Call of Duty guy, but I like to play... A bunch of different games, uh, and I played, played, I played the first one. I played I, the crap I played out of it. All. I played them all, and uh, I tell you what, I was really disappointed with this game. I was really disappointed. It, not, really, not really the story per se. I, I was pissed off about how poor quality the construction of the game was. I mean, I, I mean, furious that a game this far into a franchise would be this bad. And it's like, I understand, you know, bugs happen, there's quirks in games, but fix it. Fucking fix it. When the game's been out for, what, three months now? Four months? And everybody's still bitching about the same bugs and quirks? I'm sorry, you failed. You failed. Terribly. (laughs) And I'm talking about little stuff. There, I, I beat the game. Uh, it took me about uh, eh, 30, 40 hours to beat it. And I, I did a lot of the side quests. <clears throat> and uh, You know what I hear when you say you, it took you 30, 40 hours? I say, that's like two prestiges. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. Well, I, won't, I won't tell you how many hours I had in the Mass Effect then. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but, like, NPCs would be bugged. And they'd be, like, stuck in the environment and half-sticking out of the ground, and it would fuck up the quest, and you'd have to go way off somewhere and come back to reset it. And oh, yeah. There, there was just some annoying things, like, uh, 
you know, some of those side quests are just filler. I mean, let's face it. But we're talking about a big production game, and this is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. This is the fifth or sixth game in the series. And just little things. Like, if I'm going to do this quest, and it's to deliver XYZ to four people, I don't need four people saying the exact same fucking phrase. (laughs) That pisses me off. It's it's so stupid, and it's just lack of quality, in my opinion. And it's like, yes, the quest is, you know, menial and just a distraction, but if that's the case... Is it really going to hurt you to get this voice actor to say four fucking different things? But no, you got four guys who look all different, but they say the exact same thing. It's the exact same voice. And so it just seemed so cookie cutter and slapped together to me. And then, like, again, many games and franchises, EA is notorious for this. They decide, you know, we can't, it's been five games. Let's change the menu system again. Oh, really? <laughs> and so they changed the menu layout. Even the controls. Some of the controls are different, which which pissed me off. I'm like, why don't you give the ability to to make the controls whatever the fuck I want? You know, keep right. it the same as they have been. But if you want to change them, you can. Not, the, like, a good uh, comparison would be how Dave was talking how you have on PlayStation, you have a tactical flip. But on right. Xbox, you don't. Why right. is that? Why is that? Why can't I make any fucking button any action I want? It's right. ridiculous. Yeah. So, and to get with this uh, menu system, and like in the old uh, Brotherhood was probably a good example. You hit select on the controller, and it was like an overlay. So, you know, sort of like how your overlay menu is on Xbox. And it was fast. You could hit select real quick, see the map, and there it was. They changed it. It's I think it's still select, but it's slow. It takes you to an entirely different screen. It completely interrupts what you're doing. I mean, if you want to look at the map, you don't want to have to fucking fish through menus and have it be clunky. And that's exactly what it is. It's clunky and slow. Yeah. And, and oh, one big thing early in the game, some of the voice acting is fucking terrible. Terrible. Now I'm not like some snob when it comes to voice acting and like dramatic cutscenes and stuff like that. But right. this was just that bad in my opinion. It was bad. I would think that there's a half a dozen, half a hundred dozen people on YouTube that could do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that they threw in so many side quests that it distracted from the depth of the main story. In other words, if you would replay the game and not do the side quests, you'd be done in no time. It's really? just like, <laughs> one, two, three, four, done. I beat the game. Hmm. They added crafting, which was, which was sort of new. It was kind of a neat concept, but there was like no... It's, again, this double-edged sword. One thing that drives me crazy about games is games that force you to go through tutorials that drives me crazy oh yeah yeah it's like i don't need to know how to fucking jump i can go in the menu and find out what the controls are and hit the button (laughs) and jump right right well now if there's some crazy combination of whatever to do something special then that's cool you could tell me about that but yeah i mean it was funny because they had an article a couple months back in Game Informer, like, the, uh, especially us guys over 30, when we were younger, like, one of the big things, I don't know for you, but for me, was to read the book. 
You get the game, mm-hmm. you got the book. It's yeah. sort of like the old days with CD covers, dude. You'd always look at the CD art. Now, right, that's, exactly. that's like a thing of the past. This generation doesn't know anything about that. So we get these fucked up, annoying tutorials instead. <laughs> but with the crafting system, is like the opposite. They didn't tell you much about it. And so it was just like, okay, I gotta figure this out. And I think it was, I honestly believe, it was part of a ploy to get you to buy the fucking strategy guide. Now, I'm dead set against strategy guides. You know, if I want to know something, I'll just go out to the internet and look it up. I'm not gonna pay to find out how to play the fuck $20 book, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I had a feeling, I had a gut feeling, right away when the game was released, it went on sale. That's a huge giveaway that there's something wrong. <laughs> the yeah. Really exactly. it was, it, every new game for Xbox is generally $59.99, right? Mm-hmm. And this game immediately, I posted a link on the forum. Kmart was selling it for $49.99 with a $10 gift card. <laughs> and so I kind of had a bad gut feeling at that point. <clears throat> and uh, I will give, so the crafting thing, uh, it, it was sort of tedious. It, it was, again, real clunky. It, there was no, you, you mean, there was no way, unless you just sat there for hours to fuck up. They, they had recipes, which were nice to make things. And some of the items are really cool. But there were some items that required, like, sub-items that you had to craft, but you didn't know that. And, you know, yeah. that was one of the things I had to go online to read to do. I'm like, well, I need this item. Where the fuck do I find it? Because I don't see it anywhere in here. Oh, well, you have to make it from this other item. Well, nobody told me that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of a neat concept. It, I liked it. It could use a little refining. One thing that they added big was naval missions. And this was really cool. I think they, they hit it out of the park in this. You get to, you know... Um, I don't want to say drive, but uh, command a one of those old maritime vessels, and it was really cool. And they, because uh, one thing I really like about games is the ability for progression, like whether it's like equipment for your guy or you know upgrades for your car if it's a car racing game. I like that stuff. <clears throat> and so you you had that in this. You could upgrade the ship with more cannons and like a metal hulls you can ram the guys and so it was really cool and 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 it played really well and and it was fun so they did well in naval mission the assassin recruits thing that's something they added in a couple games ago and that was to be able to have your own set of assassins so that you could call on them so you didn't have to do all the dirty work and uh obtaining them was a little clunky from previous games because before you would just do a mission and then that guy would be available to you. And what bothered me was you'd have a mission, and it wasn't really set out like on the mini-map where you had to go or what you had to do. And so you'd have this icon on the map, and you're there, but there's nothing to do. And so it, I don't know if it's because they tried to make it more sandbox. You had to just basically run around to try and find, you know, sort of randomly in an area what was going to happen to get this mission to start to recruit this guy. So yeah. it was a little clunky in that regard. But they made up for it a little bit by giving the assassins much more to do. In the previous games, basically you would just call them to kill guys, and that was it. And now they have like a bunch of different abilities that you can call for backup, which would just you know come in to battle or assassinate whomever. You had, like, the riot ability, which was cool. It would start a riot to give a distraction if you needed to sneak somewhere without being seen. 
bodyguard, which would like escort you to so you could fake out to like be a prisoner and get in somewhere. Marksman, right. which was like a long range assassination ambush and lure away. See, in the other games, they had, you know, like the thieves and other people, those various groups that you could use. And they sort of rolled that into all the assassins now, which was kind of cool. But unfortunately, the I think the cons outweighed the pros in this game. And on a scale of 1 to 100, I'd have to give them a 75 at most. Because yeah. in some of the big aspects of the game, that it just really, it was downhill from previous games. You know, you it's like making a car. A lot of sometimes automakers will just like erase the drawing board and start all over. And it's not necessarily the right thing to do, especially in a video game. You should take what works, listen to the people that play the game, and then fix what's wrong and add what people are asking for. Not just have a spinning dart board and throw darts at it to see what you want to put into it. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it about the ending or the story, but uh, I'm not sure if there's going to be another one after this. But if there is, I assume there is. I I hope that uh, they do a little better next time. Yeah. Uh, So why don't you talk about the Cronus controller, and then I'll talk about battery charger, and then we'll just wrap this up after I've rambled enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, real quick on Assassin's Creed, that was like 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry dude <laughs> it's a blue here but uh, all right so for those who don't know what a cronus device is what it is it's uh it's a, a us usb device that will plug into your xbox or your playstation and it allows you to use whatever controller you want for instance I've been a lifer Xboxer and playing on the PlayStation. I want to use my uh, my scuff controller for the Xbox, and so with that, I'm able to plug it in and uh, use it. And unlike other cheap ass converters out there, this one has zero lag, and I I mean that there is there is no lag at it at all. Um, the thing is awesome. You can um, you can use. Xbox controller, you can use a Wii Classic controller, you can use the Wii remote, keyboard, mouse, uh, you can use wireless devices, you know, because it's Bluetooth compatible. Wow. Um, and this it, uh, it has a USB prog, so you can hook it up to your computer, and you can, it's also got button remapping, so you can remap any buttons you want to wherever you want them to be. So, the thing is bad ass well, i didn't know it could do all that i just thought yeah. it was like a cross console controller deal right it seems like yeah it do a lot more than it, that it does a lot more and i got the cheap one there's two of them. there's the there's the the basic one is a 60 dollar one and then there's um the one up from it um that you can um it's you can do like rapid fire and program that type uh, of stuff some shenanigans so yeah, the the second next one up is definitely for shenanigans, um, but it's pretty cool if you're into that. I am not, um, but uh, the programming <laughs> that you can do with it is it's endless. You can not just you know like with the rapid fire controllers, it's on off. You can actually set the timing of the rapid fire. Oh boy! So you can fine tune the kick on wow. a gun. 
um, you can make a gun, you know, uh, single. You, you can make an automatic gun a single shot if you wanted. Why you'd want to do that, I don't know. But you, you can, or a, a single shot gun, you can make it a, a two, three burst, four burst, five burst. You name it. You can, you can do, um, you know, a triple burst weight, triple burst weight. You know, you can do all wow. sorts of shit. It's, it's pretty wild. And that's on the advanced one. Right, and that one's like that's like ninety nine dollars or eighty nine dollars. But oh, that's not yeah, much more it's com- than the stock one then. What's that? I said that's not much more than the stock one. The yeah, it's it's yeah, it's only like twenty bucks more. <clears throat> and, so. that, and that's Cronus C R O N U S. N U S, yeah, yeah. So just Google so. that, and and the just just for uh, disclaimer's sake, the clan does not really. Uh, we don't condone the use yeah. of rapid fire controllers or cheating of any means yeah i that really bugs me yeah I, I <laughs> if you want to do it in use... private lobby that's fine but pub matches that's bullshit i, I get right, really right. good last night as a matter of fact we were i was playing with zero divide and i swear to god we were on raid and i swear to god this guy using a fucking 870 had a modded controller because mm-hmm. he had laser sight on it and there is now you've seen me spam the barrett and right. how quick it is. Yeah. And this guy was like that with the shotgun. <laughs> and it's like, I don't see how that's possible. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, you could spam a button, but it only recognizes you know, certain level of input unless mm-hmm. you have the frequency or rate set exactly. And yeah. this thing was like nothing I've ever seen before. It was like a striker, dude. It was like a striker. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, Jesus. And man. I'm like, that is some bullshit. <laughs> but wow. uh, is, is the company that sells the Cronus, is it stateside? or are they... Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, it is. I got the box right here. I wonder if it's got the... It's made in China. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what isn't? Uh, it doesn't say here. All right. Well, but, yeah, I got mine. I think when I bought it, it came out of Georgia. So. Okay. <clears throat> oh man, that's pretty neat. I can see some people. That'd be a good uh, little transitionary thing if people want to buy a used Xbox and that, then they can take mm-hmm. their PlayStation controller over and see if they like Xbox before they. Flip the money on a new 720 next year or into this year. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, there's no lag, and and they they pride themselves on that because you can go on their website and they have links to YouTube chan- uh, YouTube videos of the R and D, and um, you know they have the controllers hooked up and they're sh- actually showing the digital readout of the um, latency of the buttons. Oh damn! Uh, compared to a stock controller. And on one of their videos, it was it was faster than the stock controller, than the uh, stock wireless controller. A wired Cronus was faster than a stock wireless controller. Well, all those uh, MLG tryhards use wired controllers, you know. They, they don't allow wireless and MLG. Yep. yep. <laughs> Same way. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. cool. People can Google that and, uh, and look it up. Uh, I had no idea it could do all that. Yeah. So one thing I want to talk about was the Lacrosse battery charger. This charger is just double and triple A's, and it's uh, L A C R O S S E. 
you can find it on eBay and Amazon. Uh, I, I purchased the, the BC-1000, which is the latest model. And it's it, what it is is a smart battery charger. It allows you to uh, test and refresh and discharge rechargeable batteries, nickel cadmium and nickel metal hydride. This thing is awesome. For $50, I didn't know I was going to get everything that I got when it came. <laughs> I, I spent yeah. 50 bucks on it. I got the charger. I got a bag. And I got all these adapters for, uh, it's like a, a shell that looks like a C or a D size battery. And you put a double A in it to make a C and D size battery. And it's kind of a neat concept, you know, since the, the charger can't accommodate that size of cell, you can charge a double A and put it in this and it would still work in a device. But, uh, this thing was awesome. You know, I bought a bunch of shitty rechargeable batteries from Harbor Freight, and uh, a couple of them went bad, or I thought were bad, and then I used this charger to, to bring them back to life. And what happens a lot of times in rechargeable batteries is if you, like your cordless phone, I'm sure people out there have had cordless phone you know, one day just won't accept a charge and go dead instantly. And it's because if you have a battery rate of 0 to 100 and you use it only 10 or 15% and then constantly recharge it, depending on the battery technology, it could get what they call memory. And that's where it's used to only putting out 10% and then going dead. And yeah. so this charger uh, helps fix that by discharging it, slowly charging it back up, and then repeating that cycle and over and over again to wipe the memory out. And, and it works really well. I was very impressed. So if you have a wireless headset or if you have kids, I mean, most of us do with a bunch of shit that needs rechargeable batteries, <laughs> uh, this is a great way to get a little more uh, life out of your battery and, and definitely keep them going strong. And uh, a rechargeable battery that I would highly recommend it is uh, made by Sanyo, and it's called the Inaloop, E-N-E-L-O-O-P. Uh, they come in triple and double A, and uh, like I said, I bought crappy rechargeable batteries before, and that was my biggest complaint when I got my Turtle Beach X41s, was mm-hmm. the, like one day of play, maybe four or six hours is all I'd get, and the batteries were going dead. And, you know, they don't put double A's in those headsets, primarily because they want to keep them light on your head. And so once I switched to these Inaloop batteries, I'm telling you, man, I get like 10, 12 hours. And then since I've been using this charger to condition the batteries, I've been getting even longer, like 16 hours now out of my headset. So I would highly recommend it. They're not exceptionally priced. You know, they're very fair priced. You spend uh, probably a dollar a cell for a AAA and uh, you can get them on Amazon, eBay, uh, just Google them, and, and I'd highly recommend them. So, with that, we're five minutes over, so that's not too bad. Yeah. We, we thought would be a 40-minute show. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> so, if you are interested in being a guest or have something that you feel you'd like to contribute, either hit up Slam or myself on the forum. Uh, by all means, anyone's welcome. Uh, get some different opinions or uh, viewpoints. Oh, did you have a cool story, bro? I for, almost forgot cool story, bro. Oh, I do. I do. I have a gross story, bro. Well, you couldn't <laughs> top David's gross story, I don't think. Well, okay, it's not that gross. I didn't I didn't shit my pants. 
but this goes back to um, my early 20s. And uh, people don't know this, but I was big time into low riders and uh, mini trucks. Okay. <laughs> Posted that picture a long time ago of that station wagon. You, yeah, this, you know. this was even before that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was all into that. We would, you know, we would hack stuff up and and I, I do it. not see you as the low rider type. Really? Oh yeah. We, you, know, <laughs> you should see my break garage. It's, it looks like a mechanics. Breakdancer break maybe, <laughs> but not a low rider. Right. right. <laughs> no, I can I can run a I can run a grinder and a welder and all that stuff. I actually used to own my own upholstery shop, but that's that's a different uh, story too. So anyway, I had a ninety Zuzu pickup. And it was convertible, cut the roof off. And um, we were, uh, I was working on my uh, interior at a buddy's house. And we had to drive my truck down um, to, uh, to, to a shop to do something. It was only like a mile, mile away. So in doing, in the stuff that we did, we would, uh, when we would lower our trucks and uh, we'd put air suspension on them, right, to lift and uh, lower them. Um, we would lower them to, uh, to the point where we'd actually have to cut holes, uh, cut out the, uh, the wheel wells to allow for the wheels to fit. Okay. So, cause you know, they get right down. We literally, we literally lay the frame right flat yeah, on the ground. Yeah. Frame laying. So, so anyway, we had to take my truck and, um, the truck was convertible, no roof. And, uh, there was no bed cover at the time. And it was just. Uh, the bed was just wide open, you know, wheels, suspension, everything was just right there in the back. So me and my buddy jumped in my truck and we're going to drive it down to the shop and we're driving down the road and there was a freshly hit dead rabbit <laughs> in our lane. <laughs> and, you know, even with the air suspension up, it was probably, I don't know, two or three inches off. The frame is probably about two or three inches off the ground. <clears throat> And once you know it, that there was uh, an oncoming car in the opposite lane that was going to meet us at the exact same time. So I couldn't swerve to miss this rabbit. So we hit the rabbit. The cross member on my, uh, underneath the truck hit the rabbit. And in doing so, this rabbit exploded Okay, underneath my truck. <laughs> And since we were, uh, since the uh, the bed of the truck didn't have any wheel wells, and right. we were in a convertible, <laughs> the rabbit exploded, hit the wheels, and it literally flung all the guts back forward, <laughs> hitting us in the back of the neck and splattering oh! the inside of the windshield. <laughs> oh my god! It was disgusting and it smelled so bad my friend was hanging out the window gagging <laughs> oh man that is putrid uh yeah luckily we were i was working on the interior so there wasn't much in there but it was gross oh it was very gross. dude uh, how long do you think it was there was it like oh, they, I swear, shit? my friends, I don't know if it was the memory or what, but he swear, swear he could smell it for three months later. Oh, <laughs> God. It was probably meat and stuff still stuck underneath the truck. <laughs> oh, rank. Oh, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> that reminds me of a story. I'll tell it for next show, though. Uh, something similar. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, well, cool story, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, let's not forget, tonight is FNG Friday, right? Yep, yep, yep. You going to make it? I'm going to try to, yeah. Okay, yeah. I probably won't be on until uh, 8 or 9 Eastern at the earliest. I know. Yeah, if I do, it'll be late for me. Okay. Later for me. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, Gunn said he was going to host lobbies. Is that right? Gun for Hire? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. Thanks for uh, stepping up and doing that. And, and you know, uh, just so you guys know, like the last one, we had, what, two full lobbies, right? So yeah. if, for some reason, one lobby's full, send a message to somebody you, that you know or think is in that lobby because somebody else could pick up, like, if, if Guns hosted one, uh, and it gets full. I'm sure Slam will host one. You know, I sure. would, but I can't because my connection sucks so bad. Yeah, you don't want to get into. If you want to lose a gunfight, get in a fucking <laughs> Black Ops lot. Yeah, look at look at the first PPU game ever on my YouTube channel for Black Ops Two. That was the game I hosted, and I'm oh, pretty shit. sure I won that one. <laughs> Jesus. And everybody was complaining nonstop. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate that uh, for all you guys out there that host F and G Friday stuff. Uh, uh, very thankful for that. And uh, either hit up Gun for Hire for tonight's uh, FNG Friday or Slam. <clears throat> or hit me up if you don't know where to go. Yep. And with that, I think we'll call it good. All right. All right. So you made it this far. Thanks for thanks for coming. <laughs> yep. I appreciate it. And uh, hit us up if you want to be a guest or have suggestions about the show. And we'll see you next time. All right. See you guys. See ya.